0: Hey there, Lisa Schwartz here. Welcome to my podcast, Teach and Talk with Lisa, where we are unpacking biblical principles with everyday words and applying them to our everyday lives. Now, in this series, we're talking about things that the glory of God does for you and I. We've already talked about episode one that talked about how it cancels the presence of self. Episode two, how it reveals our true identity, meaning our God design, the fullness of who we're called to be. How there's a restoration of our genesis when we're reminded, sitting in, saturated by the character or the nature of God. Now, if you have not kept up on any of these or this is your first time ever being here and you're like, what in the heck even is the glory of God? I'm going to encourage you to watch my playlist on the glory versus the anointing. But in this episode, we're going to be talking about the third thing that the glory of the Lord does for you. Now, I could probably do this entire series again and come up with five different things that the glory of God does because it does a lot, probably more than we even know. These are just five things that I feel like the Lord has really revealed to me that are are important in becoming the fullness of who we're called to be. So remember, one, the glory of the Lord cancels the presence of self, meaning it overrides, it trumps whatever's going on in my heart, in my mind, in my flesh in a moment. Two, it reminds me of my God design in my identity. And today is three, which is it quickens your purpose. Meaning there's an excitement or a stirring that happens when we come into the presence and the person of God. Listen to me, I'm not talking about the anointing of God. I'm talking about the person, the heart of God, not the ways of God or the movement of God. I'm talking about really coming into a face-to-face with who God is and who he is to you, being reminded that you are designed in his likeness, and that you are designed for a specific purpose. Now what organically happens when we get empowered in our design is we feel empowered to do. Remember I talked about how the anointing empowers you to do, but the glory empowers you to be. Well the more I start realizing who I am and I start becoming that, I start feeling a quickening in my purpose. Why? Because my purpose is fit to who I am in Christ. God doesn't call us to do something that's totally counterintuitive to who who we're called to be. So let's take a look at a couple places in scripture where we see a quickening of somebody's purpose because of an encounter with the glory of God. And one of the first places we see is in Exodus 3 17 with the angel of the Lord appears to Moses in a flame. Remember the burning bush. Now, we, I want to remember this phrase that says that Moses turned aside to look. And I think this is a key phrase because what I believe is, is the glory of the Lord, the person of God, can be seen much more than we are paying attention to. And, and I'm going to be honest with you. If I'm in a desert and I see a bush burning, I, I'm probably not going to stop look and really press into that. I'm probably going to walk in the other direction or I'm going to dismiss it as it's really hot out here and that bush caught on fire. I'm going to miss the supernatural because I have uh, dismissed it or normalized it through my own reasoning or through my own intellect. And so a lot of times we miss encounters with the glory of God because we dismiss those things and we do not Turn aside to look. We don't press into that moment. Now, Now, one of the reasons why I'm saying this is because to sit or to be saturated by the glory of the Lord is going to require a lot of sitting, being quiet, being still, a pressing into. Uh, I mean, if we're honest with ourselves, a lot of times we, we leave ourselves 15 to 20 minutes to spend time with the Lord, and then we get up and we go about our day. And while this can be valuable, there's a whole nother level that God wants to bring us into in understanding his person in being saturated by his glory. This is one of the things I love about going to places, not that we need to go to places. When we do experience the anointing, a lot of times we fall out slain, and it causes a stillness, a quietness, that the glory of the Lord comes upon us, and we can't help but just sit in that for a moment. This is what I'm talking about when we have an encounter with God. But in order for us to have these encounters, we have to turn aside and look. We have to not be like, I'm so busy. I'm missing every opportunity I have to see and to hear the word of God being spoken directly to me in a moment. So back to Moses, he presses towards the fire, this unknown phenomenon He steps towards. Now, in the Old Testament, there's a lot of times where it says an angel of the Lord. Uh, When it says that, if you read it in the Hebrew, it actually is referring to the malach Yahweh. It's just a big Hebrew word, which basically means this is not your ordinary angel. Uh, A lot of times people believe that it was a theophany, which was a pre-incarnate Christ that was visiting somebody. This is one of those moments where this was not your ordinary angel. This was the Theophany, a pre-incarnate Christ-type angel that begins to uh, encounter Moses, and Moses begins to encounter him. And in that that moment, moment, uh, his purpose that was in him this entire time, because if you remember, before this he has already uh, slayed an Egyptian, for killing one of his Israelite brothers out of time. He flees out into the wilderness He's and he has this burning bush experience. And this is the moment where he remembers his identity, he remembers who he is, and there's a quickening of his purpose. The timing of the purpose is being revealed. God is saying, now is the time for you to go back. Now is the time for you to rescue my children. Now is the time for you to step in your purpose. Now is the time. So let's take a look at another example in scripture. In the book of 1 Kings chapter 19 Elijah I knew I could get it out in 1st Kings chapter 19 Elijah one of the prophets of God we see him actually fleeing and running away from his purpose running away from his pa- his path He's had an incredible victory in 1 Kings chapter 18. He's able to overcome the prophets of Baal. He calls on God by fire, fire comes down, and in a moment a woman named Jezebel speaks a word to him and it completely shifts him, knocks him off his path, totally steals his purpose, and he ends up hiding in a cave after a season of depression. Again, in that place, God comes to him and says, Elijah, come out of the mouth of the cave. This also is one of those theophany moments, one of those Malach Yahweh moments. Now, mind you, in this experience that Elijah has with God, he does not feel anything. He does not experience anything. Rather, he just hears the voice of God. Now, the reason why I say that is in a lot of these teachings, I talk about the difference between the glory of the Lord and the anointing of God. The glory is just a knowledge of his presence. It's a knowledge of his character. It's a knowledge of his nature that's all around us at all times. The anointing is when that nature or that presence begins to move and we begin to feel it. The anointing is the chills that we get on our skin. It's the shaking uh, that we begin to rattle in because we feel the heaviness of the Lord around us. But the glory is not really about, it's not about a feeling, it's about a knowing. And so in this moment, God comes to him and he says, come out of the mouth of the cave. And he says, Elijah, why are you here? What are you doing here? Why are you hiding from your purpose? Why have you gotten off course Why have you gotten off your path? And so Elijah goes and he says, well, I'm the only prophet of Baal left. And he basically gives him this sad self-pity story because he's feeling sorry for himself. He's afraid of Jezebel. I get it. I'm not judging him. I've been in that place, y'all. I have had those days when you could find me hiding under my blanket because I'm feeling sorry for myself. Things aren't going the way I thought they were going to go. And so I'm running from my path and I want to hide from life in those moments. We've all had those moments but when god injects him into those mo- injects himself into those moments there's a shift that begins to take place look you can come to me as a counselor you and i are going to talk about the plan the path the stirrings of your heart but nobody can illuminate that flame but god himself when god begins to speak to you when but god begins to show you when god begins to give you prophetic visions of the fullness of what you're called to do There is a fire that begins to burn inside of you. The glory of God illuminates the glory that is upon you. Come on, I talked about this in the last episode. And you get ignited with a passion for your purpose. That is what the glory of the Lord does for you. God says to Elijah in this moment, look, I've got work for you to do. I need you to go anoint the priest, the prophet, and the king. Remember, he's a prophet. That's part of the purpose that he was called to do was to anoint people who are being assigned by God. It's almost as if God says, look, I don't have time for your pity party. I don't have time for your depression. I still have a plan for you. I still have a purpose for you. And when you are ready, I want you to get up and I want you to continue on the path that you were on. Come on, I feel like this is a word for somebody Somebody who's gotten discouraged and gotten off their path. And God is hovering over your dark place. And he is speaking through the clouds. He is speaking through the heaviness. He is speaking through the darkness and the depression. And he is saying, baby... I have a plan for you. I have a work for you. I have not changed my mind about what I have in mind for you. Come on. God does not relent. He does not change his mind. He is not like man. The same passion, the same path, the same purpose that God put in your heart years ago is what God has in mind for you. He has not changed his mind. And so whatever has gotten you off, off your path It's only the presence of the Lord. It's the glory of the Lord. It's the whispers of his love. It's the whispers of his voice inside of us that ignites that thing. Come on, I know you've tried on your own strength. I know you've tried to get up out of bed and do your day. And some of you are doing really good at it. But God wants an internal change. God doesn't want you to have to fake the passion. He doesn't want you to act like it. He wants you to become it. He wants you to become passionate for the path he has in mind for you. No more enduring life like a wet dog enduring a wet bath, but rather having a passion, having the stirring that comes only from the glory of the Lord. The malach Yahweh saying, I see you, this is who you are, and this is what you are called to do. So God says to him, I'm not done with you. I have an assignment for you. I have a purpose for you. I have a plan for you. I have a plan to prosper you, to give you a hope, to give you a future. That's what it says in Jeremiah 29, 11. And this is how God shook Elijah out of his slump. He literally showed up, and again, not by an earthquake, not by a wind, not by a fire, but by a whisper. And when we're sitting in the glory of the Lord and we don't turn aside... And we, or we turn aside to look, we don't dismiss, we don't ignore, we don't normalize, but we pause and we see and we press into those moments. What you will experience is a whispering from inside of you. You'll begin to experience the visions inside of your heart, visions inside of your mind's eye, that God will begin to illuminate things and spaces and places. It won't be about where you're at or even prophets speaking over you i'm not saying those things are bad but what i'm saying is if that's the only thing you're looking toward to guide you then you're missing out on the glory of god because there's power in sitting and learning to hear the subtle whisper of his truths inside of us reminding you of who you are and what you're called to do in hosea 4 6 it says my people are destroyed for lack of Knowledge. Remember, the glory of the Lord is knowledge. It's a knowing of who God is. It's not a feeling. It's not an experience. It's the knowing that God is good even when I don't see it. It's the knowing that God is with me even when I don't feel it. It's the knowing that God is powerful even when I'm not experiencing it. Come on, it's the knowing that God is my healer, even though the healing hasn't manifested in my body yet. It's knowing that God is a savior, even though everybody on the earth has not been saved yet. It does not dismiss who he is. It's a knowledge of who he is, despite what we're feeling or what we're experiencing. And Hosea says, my people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. They don't know who I am. They don't remember who I'm called to be. Knowledge, meaning they have forgotten the great I am. But the enemy wants to keep you from your purpose. He doesn't want you to know who God is. He doesn't want you to remember who God is, even in the middle of your wilderness. He doesn't want you to uh, come into the fullness of your purpose. He doesn't want you to have an effect or an influence here on this lifetime. Once you've been saved, he can't steal that from you. And so what he wants to do is he wants to steal your purpose. He wants to make you void and ineffective. He wants to keep you uh, without a work. And remember, the Bible says in James that faith is, without a work is dead. And so God wants to stir up a work in you, but he wants to do it by his voice. He doesn't want you to do it because it's the right thing to do. It's what I'm supposed to do. It's what Christians do. This is not about changing your personality. This is about having a character change that ignites a supernatural flame inside of you and brings you back into the path that God has has had in mind for you all along. All right, remember, enforcing purpose. It starts with you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can also find me on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, or you can check out my other podcast show, Enforcing Purpose with Lisa Schwartz. For general information or resources, head to my website at www.lisa-schwartz.com. Thanks for listening.